Welcome to Rebel Radio, the place to be for healers, coaches, and changemakers who are seeking answers, hungry for impact, and open to possibilities. Join us for casual and epic conversations for the healers and coaches willing to do what it takes to activate their limitless wealth through the power of unity consciousness and quantum numerology. The key to claiming your personal power, activating your purpose, and creating infinite possibility in your world. I am so excited for yet another epic Rebel Radio conversation with my new friend, Margaret. Margaret, welcome to the show. I'm so glad that you're here today. I'm happy to be here, Cindy. Happy to meet you and your cat. Yes, Django's always a part of the show. (laughs) I love that. So before we went live, I shared a little bit of your numerology with you. And I'm curious, what was one of your like big curiosities or aha moments about that? I think a lot of it made sense, you know, like wanting to make the world a better place and also a hermit. But I think the part that I hadn't thought about was that people are attracted and because I uh, am willing to love and reflect them and I needed to focus on actually loving myself so I could love and reflect them. And I think as what I said was uh, just recently, have I really tapped into how to love myself. I think I was afraid Mm -hmm. to because I thought it would make me selfish, but no. I think that's a common perception that if we love ourselves, it's being selfish, right? But that is the most important thing for us to do. So I'm glad you figured it out. (laughs) Yeah. I was amazed at how how much I loved other people when I loved myself. It was like, I actually forget myself when I love myself. (laughs) Exactly. It becomes easier. So tell us a little bit about who Margaret is. What do you do in the world? I have become an author the last few years. And what I write is, I call it inspirational memoir. And I write about the experience that I have of turning, you know, my life over to God by turning my to-do list over to however you connect with the divine. And because my day is my life. And so that's what I share. What happens when I do that? Oh, I love that so much. What happens when you turn the to-do list over to God? That's so good. So good. So tell us a little bit. You've, you have a published book, yes? or more than two, two published and I'm working on a third. Beautiful. So tell us a little bit more about these books, where we can find them if our audience wants to find a copy. Um, I, I have audio books for the first one and, you know, Kindle and other eBooks and paperback. And yeah. so they are on the website in hisfootsteps.com. I write from a Christian viewpoint, but more spiritual. It's not really religious. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually got a couple of complaints because it wasn't religious enough. <laughs> 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 Most people like it. Um, so it's so in hisfootsteps.com, the, the two books and the third one coming out will be there with the links. I have my social media links there, some of my YouTube videos, my blog posts and at the bottom of the page. You can Beautiful. connect. And oh, and I have a, uh, a newsletter. It only goes out once a month. I'll be sharing some stories on here, I'm sure. And basically the newsletter is a story. And Beautiful. Sometimes a joke. Sometimes a picture of a cat. I don't have a cat. I have to borrow other people's cats. You can borrow Django if you want. I'll yes, I think we could put it up there and I could say I'm on Rebel Radio and here's the cat. Okay. That'd be perfect. <laughs> perfect. I'll make sure you get a photo. Yeah. Yes, thank you. I love it. Well, I'll make sure that your link is in the show notes so that if anybody wants to find your book and learn more about you, they can do so. So 
tell me how you got started on this author journey. What was the inspiration behind that? Well, that was also one of those, um, what should I do today, God questions. Mm. And that actually started when I was overwhelmed. I was a single mom. I had eight children. Half were in college. Half were still in high school. I had to go back to college. Yes, to finish my last two semesters, I was an executive in the high-tech industry at the time. When And in the PC industry, you just had to be smart. I just wanted someone smart who could do it. And that was me. And And... Um, but now I was kind of getting more like, well, we'd also like a degree. <laughs> so, right. so that's what I was doing. I was working full time. I had those eight kids. Um, wow. I, we had one car. We had to like manage it for everybody to get to work and stuff. We started to get other cars and when they got into college. And then I was like overwhelmed. I mean, I knew okay. some priorities. I knew how to alone. Yeah, this is my type A critical. I knew how to do that, but the, the whole thing looked like that all the time. And I was mm-hmm. couldn't get any sleep. I was always waking in a panic. Mm-hmm. And it seemed like whatever I did, it was not quite the right thing. Because, mm-hmm. you know, the I'd be doing a paper and I'd take it and the class would be canceled that night. Don't worry about the paper until Friday, something like that. Mm-hmm. And so I finally thought, I just don't even... I wish I could see the future. And I thought, oh, I know who can see the future. So then I started saying, okay, God, here's my list. What should I do? And that's how it started. Here's my list. What should I do? I'm not the only person who's ever done that, by the way. And so (laughs) what happened is I just started crossing things off that didn't really need to be done and Mm -hmm. only focusing on the things that I felt he was saying needed to be done. And I, I was finished every night by eight o'clock. I didn't wake in a panic because I knew I did what I had to do. If I was stuck in rush hour traffic, I'd be like, well, you know, he's in charge. Something will happen. The other person will be late too. Something will happen. You know, and it always was. It always was. <laughs> I just didn't have to worry. But then it began to switch. Mm-hmm. It began to switch where, um, so I, I kind of stopped because I thought, well, I shouldn't be bugging God with this stuff. And, <laughs> Yeah, right. You know, I'd handle it. I don't need to be micromanaged by God. But then I I got in the same situation. And mm-hmm. this time I was remarried and I started asking again. And that's when I realized, oh, you know what? Looking at it from a Christian viewpoint, so I'll use this. Mm-hmm. You know, in the, in the the prayer, that prayer everybody says, her father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth the way it is in heaven. And I was trying to imagine a bunch of angels rushing up to God. I'm so busy, so much to do. Can you help me out here, God? Or did they go up and say, hey, I'm really committed to what you're trying to do. What do you want me to do? And mm. so I started asking, what do you want me to do today, God? And it's usually, he never said, like, go off and be Mother Teresa. It was, <laughs> you know, it was like, I want you to call that neighbor they haven't talked to for a few days. Or yeah. I need you to put a little meal together. He knows I hate to cook. So when he asked that, I'm like, please. But that's how I actually met the woman who became my best friend. I took her a meal. I didn't know her very well. Um, and I didn't know. It just became like third grade, great best friends. Who could draw. You know, like, it was like that. So how did I get to the book? Um, one day the thought was, I want you to start writing your life online. Now this was back in 1999 and um, blogs weren't real big though. This was 23 years ago. Right. Yeah. So I graduated from high school then. <laughs> yeah. And WordPress was like, it's like not really great, had a habit of crashing. 
And so I, so then I thought, well, I don't even know how to do that. So what do I do? And I came across this site, Open Diary, and I started writing on that. And mm. I was just like, hey, today, you know, I was praying and here's what I felt like I should do. And I went and did this and I had this thought, all these stories, right? Yeah. And so after a couple of years of that, that then the thought was, now make this a book. Mm. So I was trying to figure out how to make chapters. Right. <laughs> No, this is the book. And so, and, and people like it. They like it because it's sort of my version of a chicken soup for the soul book. If people remember that. Yes. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. yeah, that was the first book. The second book I would like to have called uh, emails from the mission field because they were the emails with stories that I wrote home. To mm. people like, huh, guess what I learned about prayer today? Like you need to be specific. Right. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I was like praying once, like we were in a Spanish speaking area and sometimes people would come with us and we had set up a second meeting with some people and the people who were supposed to come with us didn't show up. Mm -hmm. And I'm praying, please help the people to go by and see our car and know we need help. Mm. And that's what I thought. That's what I was praying. And the next day I went into, oh man, we walked, we ran by, we drove by that place. We saw your car there and we thought, wow, they're brave because they really need help. But I did not stay and have them come in. And have them actually no, help. That's right. <laughs> I think, it wasn't like God being mean or the universe. It was more like, look, tell us what you really want. Yeah, right? You need yeah. to be really specific. I love that. That's fun. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and I say that to people. Have you prayed specifically for it? No, I just prayed for a blessing. Well, I'm gonna tell you, I prayed for that once, and what I got was another child. I was hoping for a, a job for my husband, but you know, <laughs> in the 70s there were so many recessions, it was hard to get and keep a job. But mm. yeah, I'm like, uh, okay, next time I'm I'm definitely not praying a prayer like that again. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I love that. So I'm really curious, especially from the Christian viewpoint, how you define unity consciousness. I think we all have a different definition and I'd love to know what your viewpoint is on that. You know, I do connect with that because I was raised with the idea that we all have a spirit, that trees have a spirit, that the earth has a spirit, that we all have a spirit, that we all have a purpose and that we are to treat it um you know, every living and non-living, because the earth, I don't think of, we think of as living, um, mm -hmm. with that same respect, we expect to be, and mm -hmm. love, we expect to be treated. And yeah. there was one point in my life where, <clears throat> in, instead of a morning walk, I was doing, you know, a walking meditation. Mm -hmm. And the thought I had was, I just want you to just be aware, just walk and just be aware of all mm -hmm. the life around you. Mm. It was very centering yeah oh i love that so much i'm like whole body goosebumps right now <laughs> yeah thank you for sharing that so what kind of rituals or habits you've mentioned a couple like the walking meditation but i'm curious what kind of rituals you have in place for tapping into unity consciousness of staying aware of it well i yeah, so that quite wasn't how I was thinking that question was going to go. I was like, <laughs> what are my rituals? And I was like, oh, let me tell you what I do. But tapping into unity consciousness, I do do contemplative prayer or centering prayer. And if you haven't had Rich Lewis on your show yet, you might want to talk to him. He has been on the show. There you go. I'm like, where's Rich Ben? Because I know that's the perfect show for me, too. Okay. <laughs> so I have been doing that since 2013, mm -hmm. where I just um, do that, just connect and and I can remember asking once, 
are you aware of everything? And just this picture of a web came into my mind. It's all connected. And I can feel, you know, like a spider. I hate to use the word spider because it creeps people out. But a spider can feel when something's touched on the web, right? Yeah. And so that's how it felt. This is, I just know. Because mm-hmm. I'm connected. And we're all connected. And and I got bored with it. Um, you know, I just got bored with it. <laughs> I was like, just sitting here connecting. I need a little more. And right. so um, it was, well, you could just send love out over the Mm -hmm. web you just sit here and send it out you could aim it at someone you could just send it and so i thought oh so sometimes that's that's what i do oh i love that so much and i love that you bring in the spider reference because (laughs) i've always been terrified of spiders just ask my brother terrified (laughs) in the last few years i've been working on that fear because somebody actually my my coach and business partner now told me that the spider represents creative energy Oh. So I love that you brought in that reference of the spider in the web because it's the, the creator, right? The yes. creator of the yeah, web. I like that. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I love that. So good. <laughs> I like that. I like that addition. Yeah. Yeah, so the other thing I still do is because I do feel like we're connected, but I don't I don't know everybody or everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I know some people believe, oh, I just pray that, you know, whoever I'm supposed to help will be there in front of me that day or mm-hmm. me or something. But I really do still say, what do you want me to do? And often a thought will come, mm-hmm. you know, I want you to call this person. I want you to go to this place at a certain time. I have no idea why. And, um, and things happen as a result that I seem to be where I'm, and he doesn't add a lot. Although mm-hmm. he often he takes things off because I tend to, like many people, mm-hmm. um, start adding projects. Right? Oh, Us yeah. overachievers. Yes. We like to do. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so. I love that. I love that you're talking about this because this is something that I teach my students is to always just allow yourself to let go of the how and just ask what's next because us humans we love to try to control and manipulate and we think that we know all the answers but it's that moment of surrender where we just let go and let god what yes. do you want me to do in your name and i just love that so much it's so yes cool. oh i had a thought when you said it and i'm old now i forgot it but um <laughs> so it was Never mind. Go ahead. Okay. It'll come back. (laughs) So another thing that we love to talk about here at Rebel Radio is this concept of wealth. And everyone and everyone has a different definition of wealth. And I would love to know what your definition is. I have um, enough. And it's interesting, sufficient and more in, in just about every area. You know, my mm-hmm. husband, I have eight children. My it's the second marriage, he has seven. We have enough. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. No, I don't pray for you all every day. So if you need something special, you better let me know. Because it's like your day is Tuesday. Okay. <laughs> but um, I can remember with a grandson once, because we would drive this old beater car. But it cost us 500 bucks and it got good miles, you know. So we, we didn't care. We're not the kind of people who cared, right? Mm-hmm. I can remember my grandson saying, you're not rich, are you? And I said, I said, yeah, I, I think I'm rich. And he said, well, because he said, well, I said, you know, if I have everything I need and a lot of what I want, I think that makes me rich. Right. Mm-hmm. And he's looking at my car like, mm, I don't really think so, Grandma. There's <laughs> <laughs> no Ferrari, Grandma. Yeah. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> 
well the trick is not to want much you know be happy with what you've got so yeah yeah and I love that sufficient and more right it's not just about being able to put food on the table but you have what you want in life and I think that's the key some people want a cabin in the woods that's off the grid and other people want three Ferraris in their garage right. I don't think there's any judgment behind either of that want what you want and right. sometimes the simple life is the way to go <laughs> Yeah, I love that. So what is, I mean, as an author, as an entrepreneur, as somebody who's been around the block, what is one truth that you wish every entrepreneur knew? I share this um, because I did have my own business for a while and some of my sons, nephews, nieces have them. And I say this, you do what you do best and hire the rest out. Um, mm. So, you know, what I know is people who are great at sales, it's how they built their business. The first thing they want to do is hire a salesperson. I'm like, mm-hmm. no, you <laughs> hire an administrator. You hire someone who calls from the office and sets up and confirms your appointments. You get out there and do what you do best until yeah. you just can't build it anymore. And then you need a salesperson. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Own your truth and hire out the stuff that you don't love or that you're not very good at. Yeah. Right. Love that. Outsourcing. Outsourcing is everything. (laughs) Yeah. So what's something you've discovered about yourself along your journey that's really helped you to grow? Just one thing. Yeah, I was going to say that one thing, that contemplative prayer where I, like I said, you know, I just learned to love myself. So I have sometimes I'll have a question, but I just, that's not what I expect to be answered during contemplative prayer time. But Mm -hmm. a few weeks ago, really, I, you know, I'm doing this, I can, whatever you want to send. And I would see pictures. And one of them was of me as a little baby. I was so cute. And Mm -hmm. God was just loving this little baby. And I'm like, oh, I love her too. And then he hands me to me. And I was Mm -hmm. like loving me. And that's the first time I've ever loved me, not Mm -hmm. trying to fix me. And I'm telling you, that lasted about a week. Wherever I went, I loved everybody. I loved Mm -hmm. everybody the way I loved me. And I really loved me. So it's interesting. Just saying it, I remember it. Yeah. Uh, I need I need um, a redo on that one. I need you to keep, because I've kind of lost it. <laughs> Just keep feeling it. Just keep feeling mm-hmm. it. Oh, I love that so much. Margaret, I feel like I could talk to you all day long. I have loved this conversation. Love your sense of humor as well. Um, but as always, we end the show with one last question. What do you dream of for the world? I... Wish everyone would get up and say, what do you want me to do hmm. to whoever the divine is in their life? Oh. And we have a completely different world. Yes, please. Yes, please. Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much for being on the show today, Margaret. It's been such a pleasure having you. Okay. Thanks, Cindy. I love it. Thank you for joining us for another epic episode of Rebel Radio. If you feel so inspired and wish to expand the message of unity consciousness, Please share this episode, leave a review, and of course, if you want to know how to leverage this information in your own life and business, check out our website or contact us for more information. It is time for us all to seize our personal power, come into unity, and create massive impact together. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next week.